Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, All 7 Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Never forget Ian Johnson scoring on the Statue of Liberty and proposing to his girlfriend. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the mole who tried to poach Jake Hayner back to Seattle. And with me, as always, is AJ, Mountain West, more like Mountain Best, Marchese. You remember the the Boise State quarterback was on the cover of NCAA and like no one remembers Jared Zabransky. Zabransky, yeah. That was such a weird I pick. Played, he played for Edmonton in the CFL. <laughs> Sick. Today, we're continuing our 2023 NFL Draft Summer Scouting Series with the Mountain West Conference. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's gonna, gonna find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. Well, let me tell you, there's plenty of funk in the Mountain West. Especially after Jake Hayner spurned the Pac-12. Yep. He's smart. He, he knew it was coming. He knew USC and UCLA were leaving. He was the funk, and he did not get out. Um, I think he should have come out last year. That's my take of the Sorry? day. He should have come out last year? Yeah, that's my take of the day. He should have he he opted out after the, the <laughs> UCLA game? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, last year there was 11 players in the Mountain West drafted. It's, it's a down year. Three in 2021. Yeah, but that's 2021. doesn't count that year. And then 2020, 10. So, yeah, the COVID year actually, like, visibly impacted the Mountain West players getting drafted. And now we got a lot of uh, older players, so. Yeah, so now the Mountain West is full of uh, plug-and-play players because they're all 25. <laughs> half, half the league's going to be starting uh, 10 Mountain West guys next year. It's like in the NBA draft when they draft a 21-year-old, and they're like, oh, he's pretty old, but uh, he'll be ready to contribute right away as a seventh man. Smart. If, if that's what it's your like team that. needs. 
these guys' careers are halfway over already. Um, How old I is like Jay the Mountain Kander? West. Oh, okay, sorry. Jay, Jay Kander's just a retro senior, I think. He's not six year. Okay. I, I hope not. But honestly, nothing means anything anymore. I know. I it's I, very confusing. It, it's the worst. But I think his first year was 2018, which puts him as a redshirt senior. Right, right. It would. Okay. I like the Mountain West as a whole. Yeah? What's your favorite thing about it? The mountains. Mine's the West. There's. Uh, I had a handful of draftable players. Uh, I'm excited to hear your takes. I think... Uh, you're more of the bad cop this year. I'm more of the good cop when it comes to prospects. Yeah, in the summer, but we switched this year. Yeah, I'm just trying to be excited about something because just life's so bad these days, AJ. It is. Have you seen the gas prices? Oh, don't get me started, brother. Um, but starting with Jake Hander in this quarterback group, this the quarterbacks in the in the Mountain West are more fun than the MAC. Yeah, that's, that's accurate. I think Jake Hander's good. How good? Day three draftable good. I got a seventh round grade on him. I think Jake Hanner is Gardner Minshew. Yeah, I, I wrote it down. He's the Minshew mold. I wrote it down. Too. Yeah, like the arms, fine enough. Yep. That's like my biggest worry. Uh, but he he does so well out of structure. Yeah. They 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 run that like um at least Kalen DeBoer before he left for Washington was running that like quick spread attack and it was like a lot of timing stuff you get the ball out on time constantly when the play breaks down he can create um i think he does a really good job uh seeing the field when on the move and out of the pocket Uh, i i I was like like i thought he was a really good quick throwing motion clean feet navigates the pocket well like there isn't a lot like he does everything good enough was kind of my take with him and there's nothing that really stood out that had me like too too worried. Like he is an NFL backup quarterback. Yeah, he's got really good backup makeup. I I felt the same thing. And like but does he have enough moxie? I think he's got the moxie. If you sprint okay. sprint Washington, I think he got the moxie. Amen. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, I think all the things you kind of pointed out there is like, if you're bringing him in, like you know, your quarterback's down, that's the offense you go to. Just let him get the ball out of his hands quick. He's like you said, he's good timing. He gets, hits his back foot, the ball's out. Um, he's good moving and finding his outlet, but also improvising and keeping his eyes downfield and creating big plays inside the pocket. And then when he can't find anything, he's good with picking yards with his legs. And like that's that's everything you kind of want out of a backup. And like you said, he's he's really not turning the ball over. He's finding finding the man. Um, and the arm is like like he's making like you know far sideline throws and. On time and like you know, just little hitches like the just the chain movers and they work. He's not he's not doing anything to like you know like to get you 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 super excited. But there's enough there that I think he's like a day three dude that is going to come in and, and be a backup quarterback. He's going to put up. I know DeBoer's gone, but Jeff Tedford's back. He's going to put up huge numbers again. Um, they're going to be competing for the Mountain West. Uh, he's going to be at the Senior Bowl, I would think. Yeah. If everything goes as planned, I just have a hard like he just seems like a quarterback the NFL is going to draft in the sixth round. Yeah, exactly. He's somewhere between Gardner Minshew and David Blau. Oh, geez, that's the best comp you've ever given out in the summer. <laughs> um, but again, I think he should have came out this past draft. That's so bad. Like, it's true, but uh, this quarterback class is so good. There's only starters. He's the only backup. It's perfect. Ah, that's, that's a good point. It's, the, the backup market is oversaturated this year. So Logan Bonner is a seventh year senior. 
the goat though. Um, he he's kind of my guy. We we we've been Bonner boys for a while though. Yeah, when him and Lane Hatcher were duking, duking it in Arkansas State. Like, no 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 no, we're on the we're on the Logan train here. Yeah, Logan Bonner's a fun college quarterback. I'll say that. He is. The arm's pretty solid. Like he's a decent he, al- he athlete. Can, yeah. He can rip it a little bit. He can. He can rip it a little. He's bit. He's got a CFL future for real. He does. He feels like a CFL quarterback. <laughs> He can move around too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of moving around, Braxton <clears throat> Burmeister's at his third school, and he can move around. He's a solid athlete. He runs a lot. I think he was uh, like removing NFL drafts from the the conversation. I think he's a great pickup for San Diego State. He's like a perfect San Diego State quarterback. Yeah, cause it's hilarious. Their starting quarterback who got from the got them to the Mountain West Championship just transferred. I'm pretty sure just to the University of San Diego. So he just stayed in town and just was like. I'm going to go put up numbers in the FCS. <laughs> Burmeister, I can just see him, you know, when they're leaning on that running game, he keeps one and, you know, scampers for first down. Like, that's what he's going to keep doing over and over again. Over and over again, yeah. But, yeah, it's just Jay Kaner, really. Uh, San- I feel like San Diego State is, like, the least washable team. That's good. <laughs> so I laughed so hard the table moved. <laughs> 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 just the, when you said that, I just saw Brady Hoke's face. <laughs> uh, but no, Hayner, it's we got a real NFL quarterback. Um, not much upside. I, I, yeah, but he's. He, I think he's gonna hang around. He's gonna hang around. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, okay, going to running backs. Uh, who's your top? Guy? I feel like there's a bunch of interesting dudes. I got three three guys I like here. Uh, me, I like all three. Me too, but I can't go away from my my guy, my dude, Toa Tawa. He's my guy. I've always loved him. Still, I'm gonna say this: mm-hmm. Toa Tawa might be the best pass blocking back in this class. You know what else is cool? Like I, I agree, maybe not. I can't say that yet, but he's really good at it, and he's got a lot of receiving productions. He's got he good ends, and he runs pretty nice routes. Yeah, because the uh, Nevada. When Jay Norvell was there, they're running uh, the air raid, so he was catching a ton of passes. He's pass blocking a lot, but then he's like a little spark plug because he's a bit it's of a, a bowling ball. He's a little spark, yeah. yeah, like quick, quick but physical. Good contact balance, runs hard. He almost feels like 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 the heir apparent to Jamal Williams. You know I what I mean? You like, say Jamal Lewis. A little bit of Jamal Lewis. Too. He's got two thousand yards in those legs, baby. Um, but if, you know, like the bigger back that that can do that stuff. But like, still catch the ball well and, and pass protect and, but he's not like he's only five nine, but he's two ten. I don't, I love Toa Tawa and yeah, he's just. I think so. I got a late draftable grade right? because I've had one for like three years. So, uh, I, I do too. Um, I think both him and Mims, Jordan Mims at Fresno State, are satellite backs. Mims is um, interesting. Mims Mims kind of is similar to Tawa. Like he's done a lot. He's he's big pass uh, catching production too. He's a six year though. Um, but he's never been the lead back until this year at Fresno State. I think he's going to put up numbers. He's just really well-rounded, really quick in open space, natural hands. Um, he he can like play a little bit of slot receiver too. His his the thing that's holding him back, I think, is just like he needs to improve his vision as a runner. Mm-hmm. He, he's because he's been more of that change of pace guy. He's never been a like every down back. Uh, he doesn't do a ton between the tackles. Um, but he he's a fun player too. He's like six foot two or five, so he's well put together, and he's kind of got that like linear build, and he's a smooth runner. 
Um, no, and, and yeah, like you said, solid hands. Really solid hands. He's he's good for what they do. And um, Boise State's George Holani is interesting, but like... Also catches the ball pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's more of a one-cut. He's more physical. Yeah. One-cut... Um, contact balance guy. I think I think there's a, le- a little less athleticism to him than the other two. Yeah, he's but like, yeah, he catches the ball pretty well. He's leggy. He's kind of got like yeah, like a nice contact balance. Runs hard. Kind of like you know he's five eleven two eight. Kind of another like narrowy build dude, but like well put together. Um, mm-hmm. No, I think all three of those dudes are pretty interesting. But I just I love Toa Tawa so much. So so do you have after Tawa? Do you have Mims or Holoni? I have Mims and then Holani. Okay. Um, wide receiver. Do you have any draftables here? Uh, no. Okay, so I might like Jalen Cropper a little more than you then. I, Cropper's my top guy. I, I think he's interesting. I just don't have a draftable grade yet. Um, he's... Sometimes he looks unbelievable in space. Yeah. When the ball's in his hand. Like, he has uh, stop on the dime ability. He's got really good contact balance for... He's, a, he's slender, but he's 172 at six foot. But, yeah. He he can do a lot after the catch. He's an athlete. Uh, can stretch the field a little bit too. They do a good job of getting getting him the ball in space and using him in motion. Uh, drops though, and I just want to see him do more as a route runner. But I think he's he's a very interesting player. I feel like he's got a good, pretty good feel for for running routes. And he, he throws. They just pace. don't have him do a ton. Yeah, he throws some like nice pacing in there. Like he's pretty confident. Um, body control stuff's not bad. Sideline work is pretty good. Um, like we like like a day three on him. Yeah. No, I just yeah, he's close, but no no cigar there. Um, I'm kind of excited Elijah, to see Elijah. Yeah, Elijah Cooks at yeah, San Jose Elijah State. He just I, I mean we've liked him for a few years now. Three three years ago at Nevada, he yeah. looked very interesting. He's six four. He's good good a great catch radius. Wins fifty fifty balls. Looks like a true X. And then he spent like the last three years injured at Nevada. Now he's yeah. at San Jose State, which I thought was a really good transfer move for both sides. Yeah, when he was like you know healthy and moving, he was pretty pretty good mover for his size too. You know, kind of getting in and out of cuts, good getting off the line, and then he's just got that pure size. So yeah, you're at San Jose State. Uh, it's gonna be interesting for sure. He's my he's my second guy. Um, no tight ends in this conference. I l- I literally I looked through the uh, the preseason all conference team, uh, and I don't think a single tight end on any of the first three preseason all conference teams from the Mountain West. Caught more than like fifteen passes last year. John Bass has just left a hole in that conference that they'll never recover from. Respect it. Um, jump to the O line. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. The other receivers didn't really. I mean, Jesse Matthews yeah, had that unstoppable bowl game, and he wears forty five. He, 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 he had like a three game stretch at the end of the season where he's putting up numbers. I remember watching that game live, where it's like they just could not stop him. I just can't get over the fact he's wearing number 45. Yeah, he can't get drafted wearing that. Um, but, yeah, you want to go to offensive line? Sure. I, I think it's kind of the same dudes they were talking about last year that are still interesting here. So, Aaron, Aaron Frost, who it took me a while to figure out if he was back or not. Yeah, me too. <laughs> he He's a very good player. I think he's uh, a guy that the I, I think he's the top offensive player in the Mountain West prospect-wise. Um, a powerful right tackle who does a really good job mirroring in pass protection. Once his hands are on you, it's game over. He he plays through the whistle. Yeah. Um. Like even like you watch him against Kansas State, and he, he's holding up easily against 
power five players. Overall, like I do worry about his ability to climb to the second level uh, and, and sustain blocks in the run game because that initial punch can be strong, but it's about sustaining having enough yeah. athleticism to yeah. carry those blocks through. He, he's a battler, which isn't that it's it's good in the sense of like the demeanor, but we know he's got the demeanor boxes. He's got lots of finishes, um, but it's not good that he can't just win clean. He's got to keep fighting. You know what I mean, right? Like. Mm-hmm. He he, like you said, just sustaining. Um, that's an issue. And like, uh, yeah, like the power, the overall, just the the strength is all there. It's just, um, I, I think the feet are really sloppy. But yeah. kick, he's probably got a future at guard. Um, definitely, yeah. definitely yeah. A, a draftable dude though. Like like late, yeah, later. A bit um, a big year with a strong senior bowl. Kick him inside. I think that he's an interesting player. And I think kind of similar. Um, needs a big year, but. The, that everything is there for for your guy. I think last year Ojukwu from Boise. Who, who's he's interesting because, well, he's a six year. Another guy I couldn't yeah. figure out if he was back or not. Yeah. Um, he's interesting because he's like the anti Frost, where he's a very good athlete, mm-hmm. but he just like he doesn't seem to have that MF for in him. Um, but he excels in the run game because he can get to the second level. He can make yeah. reach blocks. He can seal guys off. I think he's got pretty good feet and pass protection too. Um, but he just doesn't. His anchor is a little iffy. He, he he struggles with his base. He can you can go through him because he plays a little bit high. His, his hands aren't always yeah. in the the greatest place, and he doesn't use them well enough. But he the athleticism is is fun there. Yeah, I think I think like you'd like to see it a little bit more in pass protection though. Um, maybe yeah. it's just the eyes. Like it's not the actual movement ability, just the the reacting time. Uh, but no, I think the thing those two dudes were interesting and Frost, yeah, we liked him, liked him last year. So, is there any other lineman you like? Not really. Was there anyone for you? Yeah, Alama Uluwav, mm-hmm. the San Diego State center. He moves really well in space, and I'm a sucker for a zone center. Six two three oh five. It's not very big. That, that's um, fine for a center though. His anchor is a big issue in pass protection, but San Diego State doesn't really care about throwing the ball that much, so it's not taking advantage of a ton. But he just moves really well. Burmeister's going to have so many sneaks right off him. Yeah. It's going to be sick. Hey man. It's going to be sick. Uh, you want to jump to the D-line? Yeah. we got some guys to talk about here. Yeah. Who's your number one? Uh, I think I got both San Jose State guys at the top. Um, yeah, me too. How do you stack them? I'm not sure. I, I think they're pretty close. I think I put Fajoko above Hall. I do too. And I think it's fun because they're both NFL quality players. Uh, and San Jose State kind of has this multiple front that with Fajoko, yeah. you get him playing some three tech. Yep. But he'll also play like he'll play true edge. He'll play three tech. He'll just also stand up sometimes. Yep. And with Hall. They'll have him play five tech when they've got Fajoko standing up, and then sometimes he'll play some four eye and he'll play true edge. Like they 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 both have multiple roles, but they don't have the same roles, and I find that really fun. And it's it's pretty cool having like two bulky edges, you know, like like six three two seventy for Kate Hall, and six four two sixty three. Just like, you know, if you have that one weaker tackle, you're gonna exploit them with one of the two, right? And mm-hmm. yeah, like like Fajoko's really like they're both really well built, like thick builds. So go ahead. I, I just when you when you talk about that like against the run, I think it's cool too because they they're different. Fahoko Fahoko shoots so many gaps. Yeah, he just gets under guys, shoots gaps, makes havoc at the line of scrimmage. Where Cade Hall's a little more um, technically sound as an edge setter. He plays with a ton of power. They both play their asses off too. They both have huge motors. Yeah, they do. They really do. Um, it, I and think, I think. Go ahead, sorry. 
No, no, no. Yeah, I've, I've been talking. You go. I was just gonna say, do you think Fahoka's gonna like get stuck as a tweener, kinda? I mean, he's two sixty three, no, but the I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. I, 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 I think he he's a guy who you can kick inside on pass downs. I think yeah. he is at true edge. Um, yeah, okay. And in in the thing that excites me in terms of pa- like neither of them's like some great athlete. No, not at all. Not, not, neither of them's like super bendy or anything. Like you said, they're both thick boys. Yeah. But Fahoko uses his hands pretty well. Yeah. And Cade Hall's just pure power rusher. Yeah, for sure. I think poking holes here though. I think Hall's got to like get just play lower. He's he's a little too upright and like especially when you're power dude, you got to you know low man wins. Um, yeah. Daniel Bell. He also needs to give him, he, giving him the business a bit, which I thought was funny. I, but yeah. He he needs to get better with his hands yeah. to like complement that power. Yeah, but no, both great motors and Fahoka, Like, I don't know. I just like he seems tight, you know. And I just like he he likes the ground. I found like he was he was down there a lot. But like you know, like when he moved inside, like good anchor on the inside too. Just not getting moved. Like I I like that versatility. Um. Yeah. No, they're both really fun. It's fun that they're different Opposite but similar. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, who who do you, do you have? Dom Peterson after them? <laughs> yeah, I still like our the guy, city so of the the Mountain West. Oh, I love Dom Peterson. He still, you know, it's fun throwing him on year after year. It's like he still got those quicks. He's still shooting gaps, baby. I'm gonna keep saying he's a dude until until he's getting smaller each year. <laughs> That's two eighty five now. I like it. I like it. I respect that. He's still. Do, like, do you think? Go ahead. He, like, what do you think he is? Is he anything? I don't know. I don't know. I used to think he he was something, but he, he the thing with him is he hasn't really got better. Like he's been no. a good player since he was like a a sophomore, a, a sophomore yeah. but he hasn't leveled up from there. So like the projection is like this seems to be what he is. Yeah, and which is a fun, great Nevada defensive lineman for sure. But but not NFL three tech that originally is like yeah maybe there's some glimpses here, but yeah. My Aaron Donald comp from four years ago was off. <laughs> Mine was Grady Jarrett, so I'm a little closer. Uh, do you like anyone else? Uh, no, but I think those those three. I love Don Peterson, so that's that's enough. Don Peterson's a fun player. He's gonna be yes. a Seahawk. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I do want to mention both uh, Jonah Tavai on San Diego State yeah. and Caden McDonald on San Diego State. So both of them are starters on San Diego State. Both their brothers transferred in. And are both expected okay, to start sick. alongside them this year. Okay, that's so fucking cool. Um, Is that a grade bump? Yeah, yeah. I I didn't mind Tavai. He's not bad. Ah, uh, I'm one of his brothers. Better, I'm gonna find out. Mm, how about Jelani? I don't know if they're related. I think they are. Um, I believe you. I think I remember googling it last year. But I might be wrong. Happy for you. Uh, you want to jump the linebacker? Sure. Uh, who you like here? I I think Caden McDonald's an interesting player. Mm-hmm. Simply, be, simply because uh, I threw him on thinking he was an off-ball linebacker and like he's actually just playing edge most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 6'3", 235. I think he's like an interesting Sam linebacker in the NFL. Sets a strong edge, uh, strong motor. He can't drop into coverage. He also doesn't really pass rush very well. Um, <laughs> but if you want him to come in there and set an edge as a Sam, he could do it. Um, so, um, San Diego State's defense is just funky. Yeah, it is. Always have been. Yeah, I don't. No, I mean, look. If we're never mind, I don't want to get ahead of ahead of us. To be honest, but yeah, I think yeah. I think the best linebacker is, is Skinner. But that's getting ahead of things. The best, the best player is Skinner. Yeah. 
Do you want to talk about any of the linebackers? You just want to get these DBs. Not really. You want to just. Okay. All right, I'll do forty minutes on JL Skinner, my favorite player in the entire draft. Do you think he sticks to safety, or do you, do you move him down? I'm sticking him at safety. Okay, let's let's hear it. Go forty minutes. I'll put you on the clock. So I'm uh, obsessed with so Boise State might be my favorite team this year, mm-hmm. strictly because of what they do with their their uh, their safeties. So JL Skinner, Tariq Jones. And Kakala Kaniho, who's that's, like also been in college football for seven years. That's my dude. I just want to get that out there. He's been my dude. Those three can like just do all of the roles that the other does. Yeah. So some games, some games, I throw throw on my first game. Motion JL Skinner against Oklahoma State. He's predominantly playing like this overhang yeah. linebacker, big nickel type role. And then I watch a Tyreek Jones game. And, and, and Tyreek Jones is playing that role, and JL Skinner is just playing single high most of the game. I think that was the Colorado State game, and, and, and it's just absurd that they can all do these things. And JL Skinner is also doing it at six four two twenty. Yeah, he runs the alley like a psychopath. He blows people up. I mean, the Oklahoma State game is the perfect example of how I want to utilize him in the NFL. Um, I I, I want to play him as this like overhang matchup player. But he can also play too deep because he's athletic enough. He he's fluid enough. Um, you'll see him in that Oklahoma State game. Like he'll break uh, his closing speed, breaking on. There's an out they throw, and he just blows up the receiver. Um, he he hustles. There's they run like this fucking. I think they run a jet sweep, and it's going one way. He he pursues it all the way across the field to make the tackles. Just badass. He's my favorite player. He can do anything you want him to do. I, I, it's kind of cool because, like, each game, one of them, like, shows up. Like, you've been watching Boise State Live. Like, last year, I remember, like, there's a couple – I think it was the bowl game where, where, where Ken Ho just was fucking dudes up. I'm like, yeah, this is a guy. Or my, I think it was him live. I can't remember because I didn't watch that bowl game on tape. But every every game, there was one of these dudes that was popping every time he threw on Boise State. Um, Skinner, obviously the dude of the dudes. But um, <laughs> I saw, like, like – because you, you, you waxed poetic there. I saw a couple, like, poor angles to the ball in that Oklahoma State game. I feel like he was like they had that big touch on the game. So, and, yeah. so his biggest ding is his pursuit angles aren't great, and and, yeah. and sometimes he'll just run into a block and yes. be on a block. Yeah. Instead of like potentially avoid like doing something to avoid the block. And I think part of that is like he knows he's big and strong and he's athletic. Yeah. I think sometimes he thinks he can just go through a block instead of try to actually physically avoid it. Yeah, and that I, I think that's a really good point. And maybe that combined with like He's got that great tackle range with that size too. So maybe like he's just like, okay, I'm just gonna absorb this block. If I put through, if I go through him, I go through him. If I don't, I can just make the, the play off his hip, right? Um, but no, like he's he's really impressive. I am, I, he's fun as hell. Um, don't you also you love uh, another guy in the, in the secondary here, right? Wait, we might as well finish talking with the Boise State guys. Oh, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, so then the, with Tariq Jones, he's he's six two two oh five, another well built guy, six year. Um, he he's a guy who he also can play that overhang. He'll play like a yeah big nickel, but he he I think is even he, I think he's more fluid than Skinner. He's not mm-hmm. nearly as physical, but he's a willing tackler. He runs the alley fairly well. Um, I think he's a really good player too. Yeah, and then Cano has just been like the, the stalwart on the back end there. Yeah, like, and the, yeah, he's more of a true true nickel who's. He's just feisty as hell. He's a little undersized. He's another six year. I just love all three of them. Like JL Skinner is, I think, a legit top sixty player type talent. Potentially with that size uh, and ability. Yeah. I, I think I, I've got a day three grade on Jones though. Okay, and then undraftable. I think like years past, I thought 
Like, and like Ken was a good football player. I don't have a draft ball on him either. Um, he is a good football player. Yeah. No, Skinner's clearly the cream of the crop here. Um, and then I also love my number two player in the conference is Fresno State safety Evan Williams. I didn't I didn't get to him, so I want to hear all about him. Okay, so <clears throat> I remember I remember uh, watching Fresno State games last year. I think it was early in the year, and then the bowl game. Um, and he kept flashing him and their linebacker. I think his name's Lavelle Bailey, who's like a two hundred and fifteen pound future CFL Hall of Fame linebacker. Uh, they just kept blowing shit up, and so. I got excited and I wanted to watch Evan Williams for this. And uh, so, true senior, his brother is Bennett Williams, who's a safety at Oregon, his older brother. Um, and so, I throw on the tape. He's playing a lot, like, unlike Skinner, who's doing all these different roles, Evan Williams just rotates between when they're playing uh, too deep and then they'll drop him down as a, as a big nickel every, occasionally. But he is just really instinctual. He is a really feisty player. He he runs the alley well as, as well. Um he gobbles up screens. He works through blocks. He, he's very physical. Uh, man coverage a little bit of an issue. Like, I don't love when he's one-on-one with a slot. But playing too deep, um, he covers a deep half pretty well. He's fluid enough. Good eyes in zone. He, he, to me, is like the modern with everyone playing cover two these days. Like, this is the type of NFL safety I'm looking for. Just kind of checks every box enough. He's gonna be a, I think, a legit good starter in the NFL. Oh, okay, respect. I like. I gotta get to him then. It's fun. Um, do you like any of the other safeties? Not really. How about you? I like uh, San Jose State. I don't have a draftable. San Jose State's Trey Jenkins. He's a really physical tackler. I just saw special teams future on him. <laughs> uh, I also thought Chase Williams, who's a USC transfer. He was like, uh, he was a blue chip. He didn't really play at USC until this past year. I watched him against Washington State, and he played linebacker the whole game, but he's 6'2", 200. Weird. It was so weird. So weird. And uh, I just thought that was an interesting guy. Um, uh, Jarek Reed at New Mexico, who's like basically just a feisty-ass nickel. He's a little bit fun. We love New Mexico, too. So, Amen. Amen. Um, but, yeah, the Boise State guys are just really fun to watch and jl skinner's so good yeah i mean honestly like i didn't know that much about him like i saw a little bit about me neither him, like, this week and like like or like you know the, even just before and i'm like i saw the size i'm like holy shit and yeah he's a baller yeah the the size and the stats i was like okay but is he gonna be just more guys just see the stats and the size and i'm like oh this guy's good yeah but no he yeah. actually is and the versatility is what's so cool mm-hmm uh, who do you have uh, winning the Mountain West this year? Um, I'm going to go Boise over Fresno. Yeah, that's what I got too. Boise bounced back. Andy Avalos had a tough start, but then they, they played really well down the stretch. Bachmeyer's going to put it together. just got to be healthy. Yeah. They, they just need him and Holoni to stay healthy. They're both always hurt. Yeah, because like... Holoni but that put defense up, like, is going to be good. A lot of yards freshman year and then just hasn't stayed on the field. Um, yeah. Yeah, and the defense should be good. Yeah, like... Yeah, I really, I really like that defense. Um, Jake Hanner feels like a shoe in for Mountain Plus Mountain West Offensive Player of the Year. Definitely. Plus, that's gonna be a fun matchup, Hanner and, and Cropper against that Boise secondary. Yeah, for real. It's me for. I'm for, excited. Mm-hmm. When, when do they play? Oh, Fresno State plays USC on September 17th. That's a win. That's a win for Fresno. Fres- Fresno State at Boise State October 8th. Ooh, early in the year, and then they can meet again uh-huh. with Champ. Okay, I like that. 
Um, yeah, Hayner's clearly the the offensive player of the year here. <clears throat> Ooh, BYU goes to Boise. Yeah, Hayner. Uh, Mountain West defense player of the year. Do you think JL Skinner can win it? It's probably gonna be like Kate Hall or something. <laughs> it's gonna. It's probably gonna be Kyle Harmon. You make 180 tackles for San Jose State. <laughs> um, no, but, but just for the for the integrity of picking the best player, I'm gonna I will pick Skinner. The only reason I think he could is he ma- he makes so many fucking tackles. Yeah, like if if he has 100 tackles, 10 TFLs, and three picks, like he might just win it. Plus, if Boise wins the conference and stuff. Yeah, but what if San Jose State goes four and eight, and Kyle Harmon has 200 tackles? It's a possibility. For the 118th best defense in the country. <laughs> stats or stats, baby. Uh, any guesses for this week's town of the week? Um, it's, it's gotta be Reno. No, no, yeah, because Jane Orvell left Reno. It's Fort Collins. It's, you know what? That's a good pick because I feel like I've done Reno or we've done Reno before, and Probably. I don't know a lot about Fort Collins. Well, yeah, because Steve Adesio was there, and I fucking hate him, so yeah. I couldn't do it before, but now I can. So, uh, Fort Fort Collins, Colorado, population 166,069 as of 2020, home to Colorado State University, oh, really? who play at Sunny Lubbock Field at Canvas Stadium, mm-hmm. which opened in 2017 and has a capacity of 41,000. Notable alumni, Leslie Jones from SNL. I didn't know uh, Isaac Slade, the lead singer of The Fray. We're off to a good start, right? Yeah. And then because it's Pass Rush U, Bubba Baker, Joey Porter, and Shaq Barrett. That's sick. I, I wonder if Joey Porter and the guy from The Fray, like, they're probably similar they're buddies. I wonder if they interacted. Oh, they're buddies for sure. <laughs> uh, notable people from Fort Collins. Uh, Bill Stevenson of The Descendants, who uh, he's the drummer and one of their main songwriters. Uh, yeah, don't, don't even know the band, but yeah. That, that's a punk, a great Hall of Fame punk band. Uh, some guy named Ryan Sutter, who isn't the hockey player, but he won The Bachelorette. The Bachelorette, yes. I thought it was the hockey player when I first wrote it down. Yeah, I thought it was too, it. yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and then Jake Lloyd, who played young Anakin Skywalker. Oh, I got a good one. Oh, do you? John Hader, apparently. Wait, really? Is that on the Wikipedia? Yeah, it's on the Wikipedia. How did I miss that? Napoleon Dynamite himself. I can't believe I missed that. Damn, this, this hurts more than I thought it would. <laughs> uh, but I'll rebound here. I'll, I'll rebound with things to do in Fort Collins. Okay, I like it. As I said, every every town has a brewery. So uh, New Belgium Brewing is the one to go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the Cache La Powder River, which... Based on the picture I saw, it's pretty cool. It's a cool name for a river. Yeah, wait, wait until you hear about this mountain, Horse Tooth Mountain. It's a great name for a mountain. Uh, the annual flower trial garden, which does that mean like you can just try to plant a flower? I didn't uh, totally grasp. Maybe that they're one. trying new flowers out. Uh, the Fort Collins Museum of Discovery. So, like a so, pioneer museum or something. Uh, it looked really futuristic, so I wasn't oh. sure. Oh, discovering the future. That's even cooler. Okay. Here's the one that's going to be the reason you specifically go. Totally 80s pizza and museum. <laughs> it's, it's, wait, hold on. Is, the, is it a pizza museum, too? 
I, I don't know if they serve pizza and it's a museum that serves pizza. If it's a museum about pizza, I don't know where the 80s come into play. It sounds pretty fucking cool. There's clearly like th- three prongs to the concept being the 80s, the pizza, and the museum. They're jamming a lot in, into one space there. Well, I mean, you wouldn't jam all three unless you're good at all three. Oof. I hope I would hope so. I would hope so. I mean, I'll find out when I visit in September. But and, and finally, the Jessup Farm Barrel House, which I, again I had no idea what that meant. But there in the picture, it was just like a it looked like a shitty house with cornhole set up in front of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the totally eighties uh, pizza museum, and outside they got a Ghostbusters logo with with a big slice of pizza and a thumbs up. So I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> that's all your favorite things they got a the han solo um and then what's the material called i'm blanking on my star wars when he's frozen what? when he's frozen han solo the big nah, frozen just, come solo. on don't put me on the spot like that i don't remember anyways yeah i'll be there in september uh, if anyone wants to stop by we're doing a live podcast can't wait uh tune in next episode where we will uh tackle the mighty conference usa if it still exists by uh, next week <laughs>